Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message. See you at church. The title of my message is Trust Me, but that's not me saying that, that's God saying that to you. Um, He wants you to trust him, and kind of like this message, I want to be like communion. Um, I want us to self-reflect and just think about, do we trust him? Do we like like fully trust him? Do we listen to him? Um, And I'm going to point out some some things and and read a, a few scriptures and a few stories where there was times where people were sort of trusting him and times where that sort of waned a little bit. Um, Yeah, I'm going to open in prayer. Lord, I pray that you just open our hearts today, that that we'll hear from you, Lord, and, and Holy Spirit, we know that you're here in this place and... You're going to do the work in our hearts, Lord. It's, it's not about my words, but it's about what you want to say through me, Lord, and prepare us to, to hear from you and hear what you're saying to us today, Lord. Uh, it's, only, it's only you that we want to hear from. Uh, it's only your words that are going to change our life, Lord. So, yeah. Thank you. The first uh, scripture I want to read from is John chapter 10. Uh, verse 27, I'm reading it from the Passion Translation. It says, My own sheep will hear my voice, and I know each one, and they will follow me. They're his sheep, and they'll hear his voice and follow him. And that's, that's us. We are, we are his sheep, Jesus' sheep, and we will hear his voice. In life, we get really busy and... Uh, we, can, we can get quite distracted, um, but we know we're his sheep and we can hear his voice. I want to read uh, Matthew 14, from 22 to 34. And this is in the... Uh, I'm reading the New Living Translation for this one. Um, and, oh, yeah, and what's just happened is Jesus has just fed the, the 5,000... And so then it says, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. While he sent the people home, and after sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from land, for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. Does anyone feel like sometimes they're those disciples, they're fighting strong winds, heavy waves? I know I absolutely do um, quite often. And it's, it's in those times that we need to know how to, to trust him, how to hear his voice. And it's setting things in place that sometimes help you get, like, get your mind back to him. Too often we're just swept away with whatever's happening in life whatever's sort of going on, and we can't get that focus back. And that's what I want to talk about today and sort of help with. Uh, The verse then continues. It says, About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. 
when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, is it really, if it's really you, tell me to come to you, walking on the water. Jesus said, yes, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. I think, I feel like adulthood has sort of taught us that, to sort of think about this verse figuratively, but this really happened. Peter got out of the boat, he climbed over the other side and he walked, he started to walk on water towards Jesus. Um, we can relate that to other things in our life, but it also was what happened. He did walk on water. And it wasn't until... Um, oh no, so I'll read on to the next bit. It says, But when he saw the strong wind and waves, this is Peter, he was terrified and began to sink. He said, Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. He, he, he said, You have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? Then they climbed back into the boat and uh, the wind stopped. I feel like Jesus is saying for us to, to get out of the boat, to, to focus on him and to walk to the water. And it wasn't until Peter got distracted by the waves again, by that wind, that he started to sink. But he was walking on water before that point. I want to read uh, Matthew 14, we start at 22. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get... No, I'm ringing the wrong page, sorry, I read that one. Um, Matthew 11, sorry, starting at verse 2. Uh, this is about John the Baptist, and this is after uh, John the Baptist baptised Jesus... Uh, he was thrown into jail for speaking against Herod uh, for marrying his brother's uh, wife, Herodias. Says says, John the Baptist, who was in prison, heard about all the things the Messiah was doing. Uh, so he sent his disciples to ask Jesus. So that's John the Baptist sent his own disciples to ask Jesus, are you the Messiah we've been expecting or should we keep looking for someone else? And this is the man that this is John the Baptist that saw Jesus walking towards him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He knows exactly who he is. He knew he was the Messiah. He was confident in that. He knew that, um, according to the Holy Spirit, had sort of revealed to him that the, the one that the Spirit fell on when he was baptising people, that was the Messiah. So he was confident. But what had happened? What changed his mind? Why is he sending his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the Messiah or should we look for another? And it's because he got distracted. His, his eyes was turned away. He, he knew he knew that he was the Messiah, but something had changed. He was in prison. I think things weren't going the way he expected them to go. So then I'll read on. Jesus told uh, John's disciples, go back to John and tell him that you have heard, uh, what you have heard and seen. The blind see, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And he added, God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. 
I want you to notice that Jesus didn't just answer their question by saying, yes, I'm the Messiah, and no, don't look for another. Because that wouldn't have helped John. He needed to, to focus back on what was true, and that was that the sick were being healed, the dead were being raised. That's what was important to John. John brought his eyes back to what was true, and that was that Jesus was the Messiah, and he was displaying the fact that he was the Messiah. And although he didn't understand why he was in prison, or why things weren't going the way he expected, he probably thought Jesus was going to come in and take the throne of David right then and there. Um, but that's not what happened. So Jesus brought his eyes back to him, back to what was true. And yeah, I feel like we need to do this often. I know I certainly do in my life. We need to just bring our eyes back to Jesus. We can get so easily distracted or we can get disappointed uh, when things don't go the way we're expecting them to go. We need to, to listen to his voice and read his word and, and listen to him more than we listen to the news or more than we get from the paper or from Facebook. It's, it's his word, it's his voice that guides us, that, that keeps us on the right path. I got a quote uh, from, Rand his name's Randolph Waldo Emerson. It says, people only see what they are prepared to see. I want to ask, what have you prepared yourself to see? Have you uh, been expecting life to go a certain way? And God just wants to say to you today to trust him. He's saying, trust me, I've got this. Now I just want to talk about how. How do we trust him? Joshua chapter 1, starting at 7, says, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so that you will be sure to obey everything that's written in it. Think more about his word, about that, than about the troubles of the day. It's this that, that sets us on the right path. It's this that sort of keeps us from sinking and from getting distracted. Uh, then it continues, Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Uh, then we've got Joshua 4, starting at verse 20. It says, It was there at Gilgal that Joshua pulled up the 12 stones taken from the Jordan River. Then Joshua said to the Israelites, In the future, your children will ask, What do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, This is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the river right before your eyes and he kept it dry until you were all across, just as he did at the Red Sea. 
uh, when he dried up until you'd all crossed over. He did this so all nations of the earth might know that the Lord's hand is powerful and so you might fear the Lord your God forever. So yeah, Joshua took up the stones, they took up stones out of the Jordan where they crossed over and they made piles and he, he set this, this one up so that generations to come would remember what God did for them. I think sometimes we need to do something similar to this. We need to be able to go back to, to the things that God have done or even things God has done in other people and be reminded that he can do that for us. He can do that for me. He'll do it again. Now I want to talk about why. Why do we want to, to trust in him? We, we know the how is um, by reading his word and, and getting close to him and setting up things to remind us of, of what he has done and to, when you put ourselves in a position to, to hear from others and get encouraged by what's, what God is doing in other people's lives. Uh, Matthew 28 from 18 says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be, be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So Jesus now has all authority on heaven and on earth. And he's commanded us to make disciples of all nations and to teach his commands and that he's always with us. I want to take a bit here to talk about the kingdom. Um, it's, what, it's kind of what Jesus, I think, is getting at. He's talking about he's given all, all authority on heaven and, and on earth. In Matthew 13:33, Jesus says, sorry, Jesus uses uh, an illustration. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. He also says in Matthew 10, verse 7 and 8, he says, go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give freely as you have received. And then another scripture he said, uh, Luke 17, says, One day the Pharisees asked Jesus, When will the kingdom of God come? Jesus replied, The kingdom of God cannot be detected by visible signs. You won't be able to say, Here it is, or it's over there. For the kingdom of God is among you. Now that word, kingdom, that's used in the New Testament is the Greek word basileia. And it means uh, the royal power, the kingship, dominion and rule. It's the divine authority to rule. I feel like if you're unsure of what you're meant to do in your life right now, it's, it's sort of summed up in this I think it's we, we're all called to bring the kingdom like like that uh, 
like Jesus said about the, the yeast in the flour, in that dough that permeates the whole thing and spreads throughout it. That's what we are meant to do in society. We're meant to get into every nook, every cranny and change everything until heaven has completely come on earth. That the authority that Jesus has given us is recognised on the whole earth. Um, let me just find where I'm up to. I skipped a bit. Yeah, that, um, sometimes it says in that verse, yeast, and sometimes it's, um, oh, where do I? Uh, sometimes it's the word leaven. Um, but that's, uh, it's not like the dry active yeast that we have today, that's dead, or not kind of dead, but dormant, but the, the starter they had back then was an, an organic thing, it was living, it was alive, and it's, it's that life that gets injected into every part of society that's going to change it from the inside out. As dough, it doesn't just—it's not just about rising, but it's about um, transform, transforming from the inside out. The the starter that they would use back then in bread would ferment the flour, which would make it more nutritious, um, easier to digest, and it would even taste better. Um, we sort of know it, know it as sourdough today. It's real, real bread. Um, one interesting thing I found sort of looking into this is that um, when you eat something sour, your mouth sort of produces saliva and it helps you to uh, digest it. Um, I thought that was an interesting part to it. It's not only, like, it's not just normal bread. We eat normal sort of um, commercially made bread. It doesn't have that attribute to it but sourdough sort of makes it it starts the the process of digestion it sort of helps um things out it's a better better version we are we being ambassadors of christ are to take the kingdom rule into every aspect of society not just the parts we like and not just the parts we agree with the kingdom is like the yeast in the dough it permeated every part. In Matthew 5, verse 13 through 16, it says, You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it's lost its flavour? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. It says, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden, no one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. I find it interesting how it says in the end there, it says, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. It's not just for God to see, it's for everyone to see, and it's those that see will praise our Heavenly Father. Just a second.
you. I just want to pray. I want us to take home today just to trust God and to look to him and to, to really think about how we can get distracted sometimes and to set those kind of stones, those places of remembrance, things, something that's going to draw us back to him when we need it, when we're in those times of need, when the, the waters are, are raging and the winds are strong. We need something to, to bring us back to him and to remind us of what he's done for us. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you set, set this in our hearts today, Lord, that we can trust you, Lord, that we can hear your voice and know and know that it's you, Lord, that we can be sure of that. Lord, may we take the time to, to listen to what you say and to spend a bit less time listening to the, to the world and what other, other people have got to say and hear what you've got to say, Lord, for your word is life to us. Lord, it's the light to our path. Amen. I just want to say, if you, don't, if you don't know Jesus and you would like to know what it's like to have purpose in your life and to know what, uh, what you're created for, I think today you can do that today. I want to pray for anyone here or anyone watching online. If you don't know Jesus and you want to accept him as your Lord and Saviour today, pray this along with me. Jesus, come into my heart today. Make me brand new. I release control of my life now. And I give it to you. Will you be the light to my path and show me where to go? Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am.